0: Greetings, family, and welcome to another service at Graceway Church. It's always an honor, it's always a privilege to share the Word of God with you. Thanks for joining us, thanks for being a part of our message. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for giving us the time. You recall child of God that our theme at Graceway Church is not by might nor by power but by the Lord's Spirit declares the Lord of hosts. This year is a year where we are declaring. This is the year of the Holy Spirit. This is the year where we are going to be doing things achieving things, reaching to places, reaching, making connections, connecting, moving into places, not by our own power, not by our own might, but by the power of the Lord Spirit. Glory to Jesus. This is the year we've declared the year of the Holy Spirit. Child of God, it is the same Holy Spirit, it is Him that hovered over Mary the Virgin, overshadowed her, and she fell pregnant. A virgin fell pregnant and conceived a baby, and the baby was God is with us. That same Holy Spirit is the same Holy Spirit that came into the tomb and rose Jesus from the dead. That same Holy Spirit is the same Holy Spirit that God sent to come and dwell in you, to come and dwell and be with you forever when you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. I'm saying to you, child of God, it is through the same Holy Spirit that dwells in us that we are going to do great exploits for the Lord. Glory to Jesus. Last Sunday, child of God, we we'll listened to a a powerful message by one of the sons in the house Seth Muli, and the message was titled press on he was saying to us don't look at what's behind you but focus on what lies ahead of you I'm saying to you child of God your best days are not behind you your best days are ahead of you I'm saying to you child of God the glory of the latter will be greater than the glory of the former child of God today I'm sharing with you a message just following on from the message that was shared by Seth complimenting it and leading on from it and the title of my message this morning is don't let discouragement stop you Don't let discouragement stop you. What is discouragement, child of God? Discouragement is removal of hope. Discouragement is taking hope away. Discouragement is a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. Discouragement is a feeling of having lost hope and confidence. It is one of the greatest weapons that the devil uses. He tries every time. To take away hope from you. Because child of God, remember Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is anchored on hope. So when the devil takes away your hope, and in the absence of hope, there is discouragement. There is no faith there. And child of God, faith needs to anchor itself on hope. My message this morning is... Don't let discouragement stop you. Faith and hope work together. Discouragement is removal of hope. I'm saying to you, child of God, discouragement can take many forms. It can come to you in many forms. It can come to you just because you've been listening to what people are saying about you, to what people are saying about your relationship, to what people are saying about your finances, to what people are saying about you just as a human being, to what people are saying about your situation. What people are saying could cause you to be discouraged. It could also be yourself just talking to yourself. We call it self-talk. You could be talking to yourself and in talking to yourself, instead of encouraging yourself, you are discouraging yourself. Discouragement could also come through you just listening to things, through you just watching things, through you just reading certain material that will cause you to be discouraged about about the future, to be discouraged about life, to be discouraged about situations i 'm saying to you, child of God, this morning don 't let discouragement stop you, as I said in my opening remarks that our theme for this year is not by might, not by power, but by the Holy Spirit. This is a verse found in Zechariah chapter four, verse six, and this is the time when the Israelites are back from Exile. But child of God, in today's message, I just want you to journey with me as I take you through certain things that happened before our anchor scripture was given to the prophet Zechariah. It happens in the book of Ezra. In the book of Ezra, the Israelites are now returning from Babylon to the promised land. And if you read Ezra chapter 1, here I'm using the story to child of God, just to illustrate what damage, discouragement can have and then I want to then proceed from there to then assist you, to then equip you with how you can deal with discouragement because discouragement will always come. It is a weapon of the devil. So when we go to the book of Ezra, Ezra chapter 1, we encounter a situation here where the king of Persia has taken over from the Babylonians and the Lord, if you read Ezra, Ezra chapter 1, the Bible says here, In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm and also to put it in writing. The king wrote, The Lord... The God of heaven has given me all the things of the kingdom of earth. And he has appointed me to build a temple for himself at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem, and may their God be with them. Now here is a situation, just to give you background, Jeremiah had prophesied that there will come a time when God will return his children from Babylon back to the promised land and here the bible then says in order for that prophecy to manifest in order for that prophecy to be fulfilled god stayed the heart of the king of persia and caused him to write a proclamation that the lord has instructed me to build the temple but i am instructing the people of israel i am releasing you people of israel to go back to your land and rebuild the temple child of God I'm saying to you before I even start that every prophecy that God makes it shall come to pass glory to Jesus every prophecy that God makes it shall come to pass God will make sure that whatever prophecy here he's Stirs the heart of a Gentile, the heart of an non He stares his heart to make a proclamation, to write it down that I, king of Persia, am releasing the Israelites to go back and rebuild the temple of the Lord. Glory to a Jesus. If you read in verse 5, the Bible says, not only did God stare the heart of the Persian king, but also the Lord stirred the heart of the priests and the Levites and the leaders of the tribes of judah and benjamin to go to jerusalem to rebuild the temple of the lord if you read in ezra chapter 2 verse 2 you then also realize that zerubbabel was one of the leaders of the tribe of judah so here the lord stares the heart of the king he then stares the hearts of of these leaders, these priests, these Levites to go and rebuild the temple of the Lord. Now, a psalmist writes a song about their experience as they were then coming back from Babylon into Jerusalem, into the promised land. And the psalmist in Psalm 126 verse 1 to 4 says, when the Lord brought back his exiles to Jerusalem, It was like a dream. Glory to Jesus. We were filled with laughter and we sang for joy. And the other nations said, what amazing things the Lord has done for them. Yes, the Lord has done amazing things for us. What joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord. As streams renew the desert. Here they are coming back into the promised land with joy, with excitement and saying it is like a dream. We never thought we were going to come back here. Some of us have never been here. We were told by our fathers who were born in Babylon. We never thought we'd ever come to the promised land. We never thought we'd see the promised land and today we can see it. Today we can see it. Although it is in ruins, they are celebrating, they are saying it is like a dream. I'm saying to you, child of God, irrespective of the circumstances, it's time for you to celebrate. It's time for you to rejoice in the Lord. You see, the Bible says here, nations commented, nations observe that there's something that the Lord has done for them, for this nation. It is amazing. And they prayed to the Lord. They sang to the Lord. And the Israelites sang to the Lord and said, Lord, restore our fortune as streams renew this desert glory to jesus so they come back here they come back and they are rejoicing glory to jesus the bible in the book of ezra ezra chapter 3 the bible starts there and says when they got there they started with building the altar The Bible says, although they feared the people around them, although they feared their enemy, despite their fear of the enemy, they went ahead and built the altar because they knew that the altar was a place of sacrifice it was a place of worship it was a place of giving thanks to god of bringing an offering to a god they said despite what might happen to us we are going to build this altar they built this altar and they started making sacrifices as had been instructed by the laws of moses glory to a jesus then the bible says after that they then started to build the house of the lord They then started building the house of the Lord. They were rebuilding what had been destroyed. They were rebuilding the temple of Solomon. This was the temple that was destroyed when the Babylonians came into their city, and conquered them and took them away and took them into exile and took all the possessions out of the temple with them the silver, the gold, everything that was in the temple and they destroyed their temple. So the Israelites are coming back now and they are starting to rebuild. They are starting to rebuild this temple of the Lord. And the Bible says, when they finish building the foundation in Ezra chapter 3 verse 10 to 11. The Bible says when the builders completed the foundation of the Lord's temple, the priests put on their robes and took their places to blow their trumpets. And the Levites, descendants of Asaph, flashed their symbols to praise the Lord, just as King David had prescribed. With praise and thanksgiving, they sang this song to the Lord. He is good. Good, His faithful love for Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave a great shout, praising the Lord, because the foundation of the Lord's temple had been laid. They stopped at foundation and said, it is time to praise the Lord. It is time to sing to the Lord. And they sang, they praised the Lord, and said, the Lord is good. Despite what was happening around them, despite the ruins that they were seeing around them despite the fact that the walls of the temple had not been raised despite the, the fact that the walls of jerusalem had not been lifted they took the moment to celebrate what they had achieved they said god is good despite what i'm seeing god is good he's faithful love is everlasting. It endures forever. I'm saying to you, child of God, there's something to learn from the Israelites as they had completed the foundation. There are times in life where instead of celebrating our little successes, we want to celebrate having put the capstone. The celebration did not start when they had put the capstone. They started celebrating as soon as they had seen the hand of God in laying the foundation i'm saying to child of god you may be lying in hospital feeling better and not yet recovered but rejoice in the lord i'm saying to child of god you may be without a job but you are going for interviews rejoice in the lord and say god is good not that god was good but god is good now in the present tense now God is good. Not that he'll be good tomorrow, but God is good now. They celebrated. They took Time to celebrate despite that things were not yet done but they celebrated child of God, celebrate every success that you make child of God celebrate that you've passed your first assignment celebrate child of God that you've paid your first debt celebrate child of God that you've done this you may not be where you want to be but you are making the necessary steps you are moving you are coming closer because the more you celebrate God, the more God releases grace to you. Because when you celebrate, you are saying, God, it's not by might, it's not by my power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. They were saying, yeah, the foundation of the Lord had been laid. Glory to Jesus. Now, if you read further, in verse 12, the Bible says, There were old priests, there were Levites, there were leaders, who had sinned the former temple, who had seen the former foundation, and the Bible said, instead of rejoicing, they cried with a loud voice. Now, child of God, contrast this with people that are rejoicing, blowing trumpets, and here is another group of people that is crying that is weeping now the bible does not tell us why they were weeping maybe they were weeping and saying this is because we had sinned maybe they are weeping because they are comparing the former with what they are seeing the former was glorious but what they are seeing here does not look like the former and they are weeping to actually say we wish for the good old days i'm saying to child of god god is always good the good of God is everlasting but be careful how you remember God's goodness of the past either it will cause you to regret where you are now Or it will cause you to be encouraged, to have boldness, to look forward with expectation of what is happening now and what is to happen in the future. Here are these, they are crying. We're not sure what they are crying for, but I want to believe that they are crying because they are comparing what was good then to what they are seeing now. And what they are seeing now does not quite compare with what they are used to, what they saw in the time of Solomon. And this is an excuse of what they were seeing. That is why later on the Bible in Zechariah, God says, do not despise humble beginnings because what looks humble don't Underestimate it because God can do marvelous things with it. The fact that you've made one step, don't despise it. The fact that you've made one move, don't look down on it because that is a step in the right direction. The fact that you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, but things are not working out, don't be discouraged, child of God. Rejoice in the Lord. Glory to you, Jesus. Now, I'm reminded of the Israelites who God had taken out of egypt and was taking them to the promised land in the book of numbers these israelites are then wishing for meat they haven't got to the promised land but they are looking at their situation now instead of rejoicing that we've left egypt we are now here on our way to the promised land God is feeding us with manna. They are crying for meat and saying, back where we came from, we got free fish. They are lying because that was not free fish. They were slaves to get that fish. They are saying, we're getting melons, we're getting leeks, garlic, etc. But here are we now very dry and only receiving manna. What can we do with this manna? Child of God, don't look at God's goodness of the past in your present moment with regret. Don't look at what God did for you. Compare it with your present and then regret why you are here. They were regretting instead of focusing on the promise that lay ahead, instead of focusing on what God had promised them, they were stuck on what was happening here instead of rejoicing in the moment to say this manna, we're not even working for it it just comes every day other verses say this was food of the angels god cooked this food for them and here they are complaining about it contrast this with david david looks at god's goodness he takes God's goodness and brings it to his situation. He says to King Saul, King Saul, the God that saved me from the claw of the lion and the bear will deliver this Philistine, will save me from this Philistine. So he was taking what was before, bringing it here and projecting that into the future to say he who could do it then can still do it now. I'm saying to you, child of God, when you come across difficult Start remembering what the Lord has done for you and bring it to the present and say, even today, God will do it for me. Even today, God can do it for me. Glory to Jesus. Here are two people. The others are rejoicing because the foundation has been laid. The others are in sorrow instead of saying, God has promised us that he is going to build this temple with us. let us build it. It may not look like what it was, but God looks at the inside. It is his presence in the temple that is important, not the facade around it. Child of God, be careful not to be so bothered about facade when God is interested in your heart. Don't be so focused on your facade. When God seeks your heart. If you get to Ezra chapter 4, the Bible says, not long after they'd celebrated having laid the foundation, they encountered challenges, they encountered discouragement, they encountered resistance. The Bible in Ezra chapter 4, verse 4 to 5, reads, Then the people of the land tried to discourage the people of Judah. They troubled them in building and hired counselors against them to frustrate the purpose. They had a purpose. God had instructed them to build the temple but then the enemy then the people that they found there, the Samaritan, the people that were living there, they started to discourage them. They started to hire counselors to go to the king and tell the king to put a decree stopping the building. They started frustrating them. The Bible says says if you read verse 24 of the same chapter the Bible says the construction stopped. The construction stood still because the israelites had been discouraged because the israelites had confronted challenges because the israelites had come across problems and they were discouraged and through discouragement discouragement takes away motivation through discouragement they were demotivated Through fear, they were paralyzed. They could not do much. They were afraid. Whereas before, when they built the altar, they said, whether we are afraid or not, we are building the altar. But come now, fear engulfs them. Child of God, the fact that you've conquered fear then does not mean that you must just take it lying down now continue with the vigor of defeating fear or fighting fear with faith they should have fought and said the lord told us to come and build it was the lord's word it was his instruction he stayed something in us to come and build child of god you recall that we read ezra earlier on and the bible there said the lord stayed their hearts to come back to jerusalem And build the temple. And build the house of the Lord. What has the Lord stirred in your heart? That you started with such vigor. That you started with such enthusiasm. That you started with such motivation. But now find yourself completely discouraged. I'm saying to you, child of God despite whatever challenges you may be facing, whatever problems you may be facing, whatever difficulties you may be facing, whatever things may be coming against you, don't give up. Don't let discouragement stop you from taking the next step. Child of God, I just want to take this time now and just look at how we deal with discouragement. How do you deal with discouragement? I'm going to look at a number of examples in the bible to help you deal with discouragement the first one is found in joshua in the book of joshua moses has passed on joshua who was so close to moses is so discouraged he's weeping he's mourning, probably saying where are you lord we are so discouraged we don't want to move away from here and the lord comes to him and says, Joshua, get up. Moses is dead. Get up. Lead the people into the promised land. He says to him, I will always be with you. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. And three times he says to him, be strong and courageous. He sees in him but Joshua is discouraged. He's just lost a close one. The one that brought them thus far. The one that would go to the Lord and speak to the Lord. And he would go and intercede on behalf of the nation. And Lord will answer their prayers. And Lord would forgive the Israelites. What am I to do now? What are we to do now? Discouraged and the lord says to him in joshua chapter 1 verse 5 to 9 having said to him get up and go lead the people he says in verse 5 no one will be able to stand against you as long as you live for i will be with you as i was with moses i will not fail you or abandon you be strong and courageous And then he says in verse 7, Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do a bit of verse 9 says do not be afraid or discouraged for the lord your god is with you wherever you go the lord here says to joshua joshua don't let the word leave your mouth don't let the word leave you meditate on this word Be courageous. Don't be discouraged. Meditate on this word day and night. Because when you meditate on this word, it encourages you. When you meditate on this word, it reminds you of God's promises. And you forget about the fears. You forget about your failures as a human being. You forget about the things that are around you because this word empowers you so child of god whenever you feel discouraged i want to say to you go to the word meditate on the word but the most important thing as well here god says to joshua joshua i will always be with you so don't be discouraged i will always be with you as i was with moses i will always with you this was joshua then today we have the holy spirit we have god in us he is with us every day so why get discouraged he said to joshua joshua don't be discouraged don't lose hope because I will always be with you. Today, child of God, God dwells in us. Don't be discouraged. He says meditate on this word. If you read Romans 15 verse 4, the Bible says such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us. And the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's presence. Promises to be fulfilled. So child of God, scriptures give us hope. Scriptures are put there to give us hope and to give us encouragement as we patiently wait for the promises of God to be fulfilled. So child of God, whenever you feel discouraged, please go into God's word. Please go and find something in God's word because his word was written there by men inspired by the Holy Spirit, so that when you need a word of encouragement, when you need a word of hope, in whatever situation you may be facing, you will find a word that will give you hope, a word that will encourage you. Number two, be strong and immovable. Be strong and immovable. I'm reminded of Abraham. In the book of Romans chapter 4 the Bible said he did not waver he stuck he was fixed he was immovable nothing was going to move him except the word that he had heard from God the fact that his body was giving up that didn't bother him he was immovable he stood there he did not Anything, what does the Bible say in First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 to 58? The Bible says, But thank God He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, my brothers and sisters. Be strong and immovable whatever situation you may be facing don't be movable but be immovable stand strong don't be discouraged don't be movable but be immovable don't be discouraged always work enthusiastically for the Lord for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless glory to you God child of God I'm saying to you many of us that are in ministry sometimes we feel like the things that we are doing may be useless but I'm here to encourage you child of God I'm here to encourage you saint I'm here to encourage you leader in the gospel that whatever you do it may not look like it's useful It may not look like it's turning, but I'm here to tell you that in the book of Corinthians, the Bible says, for nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. You may be a praise and worshiper, you may be an intercessor, whatever you are doing for the Lord, it looks as if it is useless, but nothing is useless to the Lord. So child of God, Be strong and immovable. Don't be swayed by what you listen to in the news. Don't be swayed by what you read in the newspapers. Don't be swayed by what you read in social media. But be stuck. Be held on this imperishable word of God. This word is everlasting. This word never changes. This word is everlasting. So stand strong on God's word glory to you, Jesus. That was number two. Number three, we learn from the story of David. David comes back one time. He's still running away from Saul. He comes back there one time to where he had camped with his family and his belongings and the families of the soldiers that he had gone with and they come back they find that the enemy has come in and taken their wives their children their possession and reset the place ruined the place and taken them with them so he comes back with his army and the Bible says they wept loudly when they saw what had happened they were so discouraged they were so in sorrow they were so discouraged that they were weeping, they were crying loud, loud as children. These were old and young men crying aloud because of what had happened. The Bible says it gets to a stage where he then gets distressed because he realizes that the army, the people that he had groomed, the people that he had trained are now wanting to turn against him, are now wanting. To kill him because of what has happened. They are blaming him for what has happened. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 30 verse 6, David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one with a bitter spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord his God. David focused on God. David focus on the Lord and he looked up to God and said, God, this is you. In one of David's psalms, David says in Psalm 42 verse 5 to 6, he says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. That's why, even in this verse that I've read in First Samuel thirty verses, the Bible says He strengthened Himself in the Lord. Here, in one of His songs, He says, "I will put my hope in God." My heart, why are you discouraged? Why are you downhearted? No, I refuse to do that. I will. Put my hope in the Lord. Child of God, I'm saying to you, don't let discouragement stop you from what God intended you to do. Don't let discouragement. Instead, put your hope in God. Instead, strengthen yourself in the one that stayed your heart to do what he wants you to do glory to jesus he continues to say in the same song i will praise him again i will put my hope on god and i will praise him again i will not praise anyone else but my focus my glare my stay has to be on god child of God, I'm saying to you, whatever may be happening around you, focus on God because the things that are happening around you will cause you to be discouraged. Will bring discouragement in you. Focus on God. Don't ignore them but have your hope in God. Praise God. Start praising God. He continues to say, but I will remember you. I will remember you. This is the same thing he did when he faced Goliath. He remembered what the Lord had done for him. I will remember you, Lord. Why is my heart discouraged? I'm saying to you, child of God, when your heart gets discouraged, start remembering the goodness of God. Start remembering the things that the Lord has done for you. Start remembering the valleys that the Lord saw you through. Start remembering the ways that God opened for you where there was no way. Start remembering the provision that God made when you thought there was no provision. Start remembering the things that God did for you out of love, not because of what you had done, but because of His love for you. Then discouragement will leave you encourage yourself in the lord that's what david did he strengthened himself in the lord as i draw to a close the bible says he then asked for an effort to be given to him and when the effort was given to him he then asked god in inquired of the lord lord shall i pursue this troop? shall i overtake them and he received his answer the answer was pursue for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all glory to jesus i'm saying to you child of god you may have lost things you may have lost time you may have tarried for too long but i'm here to declare to you this morning that to pursue whatever the lord had stayed in your heart You may have been discouraged and lost time. I'm saying to you today, stop being discouraged. Find strength in the Lord and pursue the things that the Lord had dared you to do. For you shall surely overtake. You shall surely recover all. You shall surely gain ground. Glory to Jesus. Glory to you, God. We thank you, Father. Don't stop because of discouragement. I've given you ways, child of God, to deal with discouragement. Praise God. Look up to him. Remember his goodness. Encourage yourself in him. Find a words to encourage you child of God, your word of encouragement will not come from the secular world. It's always here. It is a living spirit written many years ago, still alive today, written for you for such a moment as this one. Father, we thank you for your word. We give you the glory, we give you the honor. Be lifted up always in Jesus' most precious name. I don't want to close this service without inviting someone who has not made Jesus Lord and Savior over their lives. It's very important, child of God, that you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Not Mary, not Buddha, not Jah. He is the way, the truth, and the life. If you have not made that commitment, you are not a child of God. So this is an opportunity for you. Remember that it was his love that saved us. You are not accepting Jesus because you are fearing hell, you are accepting Jesus because you are at awe at the amount of love that while we were sinners, he laid his life for us while we are so deep in our transgression he came down and humbled himself took the form of man so that me and you by accepting him as lord and savior we could have eternal life this is a request to you you may have heard this call before and have ignored it but today take a serious reflection and make this decision it's to honor jesus's love for you not the fear of hell his love for you god's love for you god loves you so much he wants to see you in heaven say this prayer with me lord jesus I thank you that you came and died for my sins. Without you, I am nothing. Without you, I'm a sinner destined for hell. I thank you for loving me so much that you died for me. I believe that you died for me and rose on the third day. And today I sit with the Father. I accept you as my Lord and Savior today. Come and dwell in my heart. Holy Spirit, come and take control. Today I am a new creation. Holy Spirit, begin to transform me. Begin to change me. So that I may conform into the image of Christ. So that when he returns, I may take his image. I may be his image. I thank you, God. Today I'm a new creation. Glory to you, God. In Jesus' most precious name. Amen. We thank you, child of God, wherever you are. You are now today a child of God. You've made the best decision you can ever make. Now, this is the beginning of a new journey. We'd like to walk this journey with you. And we request that You make contact with us on the number that's showing at the bottom there so that we can connect with you and begin to walk this glorious journey with you we thank you god the heavens are rejoicing we thank you god in jesus most precious name in jesus most precious name amen